Today is the 13th of December, 2020. It's a Sunday. We've been cultivating the practice of chanting in order to make our minds better, to develop our hearts. And this is a form of merit. So there are ten different kinds of merit. There's the merit that we produce through generosity. And uh, how do we do that? How does that feel? Well, if people have a lot of wealth, um, but they keep more than what's necessary for them to live their lives comfortably, then that can produce a lot of clinging and a lot of attachment and worry that their minds become tied up with that wealth and with material things. And this is something that we need to be cautious about. It's dangerous, the mind that has this clinging. And really, all of us, we want to escape from danger, but it's this attachment that pulls us into danger because it's what will take us to a bad birth. So there's a story of a monk who uh, had delight in one of his robes, just one of them. And when he died, he became a, uh, an insect, a lice, in that robe. We hear about people who have buried their wealth, and then when they pass away, they are reborn as an animal, or as a spirit that guards that wealth. Or perhaps if we are very attached to our children, we're very concerned about them, uh, then we may get born as an animal close by to them. So we need to be cautious. There's also a story of a monk who, while he was eating, uh, a chicken called out. And so he looked at that chicken and his mind was already born into that chicken. So our sense of restraint and composure is something that is important. So our giving of charity is one way of making and developing merit. It's what allows our minds to become very contented, at ease and happy. Those people who offer food on a daily basis come to the monastery and uh, give food to the monks on arms round, or maybe uh, people who offer land or offer Buddha images. These are people who are very happy, very joyful people. Their hearts feel full. And this fullness allows the heart to gather together into a state of samadhi. And the samadhi is also a very meritorious state. And so it's not just the people who give who benefit, but it's also those who receive. They feel happy as well. And so if uh, we give to someone who's really hard off, a homeless person, for instance, um, then they receive benefit and they're happy and we are joyful in their happiness. Or perhaps these days uh, with 
the taxi drivers um, being in quite a difficult situation, we may give them a tip. And uh, they can be really uh, overjoyed by that. Perhaps they don't even believe us. They don't believe what they're seeing. They didn't think that they would meet with such a good thing on this day. So a higher form of merit is that of determining the precepts. And oftentimes those people who are generous will take on this practice as well. And they'll determine the five precepts or on the special days, the eight precepts. And this is uh, also a way of bringing about an inner sense of a fullness of contentment through caring for a virtue. So there are people who are really intent on making merit and they think that if they get very wealthy then they'll just use that money to, to give it away, to be charitable. Because they've seen the benefits of sacrificing and they've seen the harm that comes from accumulating things and from clinging onto things. And they know that there's no benefit that comes from just hoarding things up in this world because our wealth, it doesn't last a long time. Sankaras are constant and unstable and we need to die for sure. So when the mind is able to think thoughts like this, it shows that we've understand, understood the nature of this world to a degree. We've seen into impermanence, into inconstancy, that these things are unreliable. So we understand that sila is the means of bringing our mind, our bodies and our speech to peace. Um, and this allows our lives to be free from chaos because we're caring for our precepts. So there's the five precepts, there's the eight precepts, the 227 precepts. And each level of these uh, gives us huge amounts of benefit. Because the practice of sila is the very foundation for seeing into the Dhamma. The sila develops into samadhi and also into wisdom. And so this takes us to the next level of merit, which is that of bhavana, of cultivation. And essentially what this means is peace of mind. Because we can see that there are many people who are generous, but their hearts are still very much involved with greed, hatred and delusion. Even though they're generous, even though they care for their sila, their bodies and their speech are very calm, but their minds are not calm. And so we do need to train these hearts of ours. And this uh, training of the citta um, to become peaceful is uh, what we call uh, engaging in kamatana. And so this uh, putting our minds onto a meditation object and trying to keep them there. And this is another form of merit. So there's the peace that comes from generosity, 
the calm that comes from virtue. And this is merit. And then when we recollect that merit that we have made, our hearts feel very full. And this is another form of merit, um, the merit of bhavana, and also the merit of samadhi. So we try to practice in this way. Now throughout the day, try to cultivate uh, our meditation. And if our minds aren't peaceful, that's because our samadhi is very weak. And so we need to keep them with an object. And perhaps we uh, recollect and recite a chant very, very often, or whatever posture we're in, whether we're standing, walking, sitting, lying down, we recite Buddha in our hearts and do this very frequently. It's especially important for kamatana monks, uh, what forest monks are known as in Thailand, uh, kamatana monks, to have their kamatana with them, to always be reciting this meditation object. And just as study monks um, are reciting their Pali that they're learning and looking through the Pali books, um, so for us we need to be reciting Buddha or Dhammo or Sangha. And just this is enough to bring the heart to peace. So we do need to be able to take our hearts to this peaceful place, uh, to bring them to a point of stillness. Something else that we can try is to see all things as being empty. And perhaps if we try and fix our awareness on a particular object, um, then we may feel quite tight and tense. Uh, so instead we can try placing our awareness onto emptiness and using this as the object of our hearts and taking Nibbāna as the object. And so Nibbāna is the state where the mind isn't stirred up or isn't involved with anything. And it's that place of emptiness. And we can use this emptiness as the meditation object. And this can take us very far. We don't need to worry about that. Um, that it can take us to uh, Upajara Samadhi, this neighborhood concentration, when joy arises. And then the mind will just be able to carry on from there. We don't need to worry whether it's going to take us, whether this meditation object will be able to take us further or not. And so the recollection of death, the recollection of our sacrifices, recollection of our practice of dana and sila, and taking these as uh, the object of our minds, and these are all the forms of recollection that the Buddha taught. Or we can recall the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha as the objects of our hearts recollect the goodness of the devas, of celestial beings, and use this as a means of developing sati, mindfulness. So when the mind, uh, when we do this, then there'll be some degree of peace. And as we carry on recollecting it, then the calm that we feel internally will grow. And our minds will gather together and uh, the samadhi, it can come together in just one point in our bodies. So that may be somewhere in our chests or in our forehead or somewhere else in our head. 
The mind is very full, it doesn't feel hungry at all. We feel like food just isn't necessary. We don't want to eat anything because there's this inner satisfaction of the heart. And so that's how uh, we feel when uh, the time comes for this to happen. Uh, there's this fullness of heart, there's a goodness uh, that arises through our meditation practice and through a developing of the kamatana, of uh, the basis of our work. And so this practice we can do, lay people can do it, uh, anagarikas can do it, monks can do it. What we have to do is think buddho, dhammo and sangha, and this already is this inner cultivation, this bhavana, something that we should do a lot, should develop a lot, to be training our minds, to always be giving rise to merit inside ourselves. And when this merit comes up, then things will just, the practice will take on a life of its own. And things will happen of their own accord because we see the benefits of it and the mind feels very at ease and at peace. And so we just want to help other people out, want to be of benefit to society because the mind just feels the sense of ease from it. It's not selfish anymore. And the mind uh, becomes quite soft and it starts being very humble it's able to bow towards and bow into the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha, and also our teachers as well. And because we have seen what they have taught for ourselves and seen it with clarity, we've understood it clearly. And this can make our minds uh, quite soft and malleable, and can turn them into a very benign mind. So when we bring up and develop all these forms of merit and we see other people or other beings who don't have this opportunity to develop merit or just don't have much merit for themselves, and then we can share the merit that we've created with them. And when we see other people do good deeds, then we express our appreciation of that through this word sadhu. Um, because they know about goodness, they know how to develop it. Um, they are generous, they have virtue, they listen to the Dhamma. And also whenever any monk gives a Dhamma talk, uh, then we can show our appreciation of that. So through this, the mind feels very calm, and very comfortable, because it's not jealous. And we can ask ourselves, well, why would we want to be jealous of anyone anyway? Because all hearts, no matter who they belong to, just want happiness. No mind wants suffering, just like us. And so if we see anyone doing anything good, we give our animodana, we express our joy in their goodness, and wish them success in their wholesome deeds. And through this, we train our minds to be joyful and also humble. And this humility is another form of merit. And there's also the merit that comes through our belief in merit itself and also in demerit, in papa. 
And uh, we can believe this uh, because we have seen it for ourselves uh, to a degree. And so we know that um, being generous, that being virtuous, and through mental cultivation, that this does bring up merit because we've seen it within our hearts for ourselves. And so those people who um, don't believe this, it's easy for them to do a lot of evil deeds. And instead of the peace and the coolness of merit, they instead feel the heat of those unskillful deeds. And so it's the opposite like this. So both merit and demerit are right here within our hearts. And uh, we need to train our minds uh, to understand Kama and gain a belief in Kama. Train our minds to have right view, Samaditi. And this is very important because if we have Michaditi, if we have wrong view, then everything goes wrong. If we don't believe that uh, there is a next life, um, then it's very easy to do a lot of unskillful deeds. If we don't believe that uh, there really are good results from our actions, and then it's difficult to do those good actions. And so people who have this wrong view, they can get very deluded and very lost, lost in their own sense of self. So we need to be cautious around our own minds and we need to train them well. And so this training of the mind is meritorious. So there are these ten kinds of merits. There's the merit that comes from generosity, uh, from sila, from bhavana, the merit of humility, the merit of helping out, uh, of sharing the merit that we have, of expressing uh, joy in other people's uh, good deeds or finding joy in their good deeds, and the merit of right view, straightening out our views. These are all uh, meritorious things. So we should look every day uh, into our actions and uh, look back over what the day has been like and ask ourselves, well, which is more, the merit that we have produced or the demerit? And if we have produced more merit, then the chance of us going up to heaven is very high. But if we have produced more demerit, then the chance of us falling down to hell is higher. So we can see which has a greater percentage. And the place to train ourselves in this is within our own minds. So we try to train our minds well, understanding that these minds are a knowing element that have great value. Something that we can develop to higher and higher levels and to the point of complete purity of an arahant or to a uh, sotapanna, uh, sakatagami or uh, anagami. But if we produce demerit, uh, evil deeds, then the mind will just fall and fall constantly. And that's not something that any of us want. What we want is a mind of good quality. Um, we want to have good things. We want to have merit. We don't want to have evil. But it's not enough just to wish for these things. 
And some people want merit, but what they're doing in their lives is producing evil deeds. And in this way, they fall down into hell every single day. And their minds are just full of jealousy. And um, being jealous is a very agitated inner state. All we want is for ourselves to be good, uh, to be the best. And uh, we don't know how to be humble. So when we see other people do good things, then we should try to uh, give rise to a sense of joy in their goodness and try to train our minds to do this, to bring up loving-kindness and compassion constantly. Um, <clears throat> and to, for these qualities, Amitta and Karuna, to be the foundation, a good foundation for our minds. <clears throat> So we train ourselves like this every single day. And uh, when we wake up in the morning, then we determine that today I will try to train my mind well. I'll try to have kindness and compassion for other people and for animals as well. I won't allow my mind to get caught up in feelings of hate or ill will towards anyone. And this is a very good way of uh, cultivating our minds right from the start of the day. So there's also the merit that comes from listening to the Dhamma as well, listening, uh, reading Dhamma, or perhaps uh, listening through tapes of uh, some of the great teachers. And also if we have come across good things in our lives, then we can let other people know about these, guide other people towards that. Or perhaps uh, a monk may give a Dharma talk. But really it's not just monks who can teach in this way. Lay people can as well. They can let other people know about the Dharma as well. If we do this, the, the heart should feel uh, very joyful. And this lets us know that uh, what we are developing is merit. So we train our life, train ourselves, our minds like this. Uh, we do it a lot, we cultivate it a lot. And this right here is the path that will take us towards Maga, Pana, uh, Pala, Nibbana, uh, the path of fruits and Nibbana. And the monks especially have a very good opportunity and have the time uh, to develop this path. So they should be very firm in their efforts uh, on this path. So may all of you every day uh, bring your minds to peace. May all of you gain an understanding of the Dhamma. May you be sincere in your practice.